Hello, 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 everybody. We are coming to you live uh, from Common Sense Uncensored from the uh, Grand Forks Best Source uh, showroom. And here's the thing. I'm a little at sea today because we drove up in the rain and we're here early. This is our show for January 1st, 2024. And we're here on a Saturday beforehand, so it's not even New Year's Eve yet. But we are here for predictions of what 2024 may hold and kind of a little recap from our point of view as to what's been going on in 2023. And my Guest today is my dear husband, Bruce. Bruce, look up and say hi to everybody. Good morning. <laughs> I guess afternoon now. No, no. It, it, well, it will be one day, one way or the other. But yeah, I know. I know. It's so confusing. It is. It is. It's just so confusing. But what we're going to try to do is take a look back at 2023 and federal politics, national politics, North Dakota politics, the good, the bad, the ugly. There's plenty of ugly. But what I do want to do is, once again, encourage you all to take a look at Grand Fork's best source and come out and try to be our, one of our wonderful, wonderful advertisers because Grand Fork's best source is trying very hard to build and help support the Grand Cities to have an identity and also the people in North Dakota to have a voice. Because as many of you know, censorship is alive and well, not just on social media, but also in our mainstream media, including our local papers and everything else. So if you value the views that you hear or some of the shows that you hear on Grand Forks Best Source, come on out and advertise with us. All right. So we've got the advertise out of the way. We've got the Happy New Year out of the way. Brucey, where did you think you wanted to start today? Do you want to start or do you want me to? Well, I tell you what, why don't you start because I'm going to talk about things that I expect to do and see in the future, and why don't okay. we start with, well, the past? All right, well, I'll start with the property tax. I ah. actually fired off a letter right before Christmas because that happens to be when my property tax bills hit, and I put a little fun little quote in regarding uh, the twas the night before Christmas and what did appear but the tax bill to remove all Christmas cheer. And it went on and on like that. And basically, it was interesting because uh, I, I received a lot of very positive contact from a lot of folks in North Dakota from that. The other thing that I also received was an answer back from my two District 20 House members who wanted to assure me that there was all kinds of safety nets for people so that they don't lose their homes. There is the Homestead Credit, which by their great lingerie and big hearts, they extended from a $40,000 cap uh, for income to a $70,000 cap if you're over 65 or disabled and you're making within those that window, then you can apply for a tax credit that will give you 100%, 50%, 25%, whatever, depending on how, how much your income is. And then they have this other fun window, which is from February for, uh, January 1st into February, where you can go online and fill out a form where you can get up to $500 back on your tax bill. And these are the things that they want me to be happy about. Yeah, Be- didn't our taxes go up like seven hundred bucks last year? Uh they went up more than that. I think yeah. Yeah, they went up. They went up uh, over eight hundred and some dollars, and they went up the, almost the same amount the year before that. We started out. We started out three years ago at eight hundred and some dollars, and we're well over two hundred and twenty five hundred dollars now. Yes, uh, that's right. That's right. And it's, and and everybody should realize that these things aren't going to slow down. No, the idea is for you to own nothing and be happy, well, including and, property. Yeah, and, and the reason, the reason that I, I thought this whole letter that they sent me was, was hysterical was because they fact, well, and this offers these people relief while we continue to investigate this issue. They've been investigating this issue for over 12 years because I believe that was the very first time that we'd fired a property tax amendment across their bow. And they said, no, 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 you don't want to vote for that. You don't want to vote for that. It's going to screw everything up. You, you don't want that. So when it gets out on the ballot, make sure you vote that down. You trust us. We will get you relief. We trusted them. What happened, Bruce? Well, like you say, they're going to give you $500. They're going to raise you $700. That's what's going to happen. And it's not that easy because you have to remember and obviously get in time to get through a rebates or whatever it is. And if you miss it, you're done for that year. 
and it's and of course also they increase the value of your house exactly. damn fast. It's like going so it's like going what the heck? And nobody can nobody's buying properties for these prices that they're going to be having them registered. Well, th- this is the catch 22. So they can only are only supposed to be able to increase the mills by by so much. It's 10 mills. Yes. So what they do is they increase it by 10 mills and then they increase the value of your property. Or I, my other favorite one is where they say, oh, well, we didn't increase the mills this year. We're such good stewards. And then it, they, they sort of mumble, but the valuations on the homes increased. So we're still going to be making more money than we did last year. And what the hell are they doing with the money? That's what's amazing okay. about it. Where is it going? Over 80%, because when I looked at my tax bill, over 80% went to the county and to the school district. Right there. That's your answer. And as the schools, by the school, how, how, how well are the schools doing in North Dakota or anywhere in the country? Well, if you want to talk to Kristen Baszler, we're just stars. As a person who spent 20 years teaching these kids when they reach the community college level, they can't read, they can't write, they certainly can't speak, and don't even get me started about basic math. And I'm not talking advanced calculus. I'm talking these kids can't do adding, subtracting, multiplication, or division, and don't even get them started on fractions. I mean, I remember watching or looking at the Kansas elementary, actually is is uh, junior high uh, test, how to what they had to do to pass out of it in 1896. It's like there's no way you're going to get a, half the college kids are not going to be able to do that anymore. It's like what the heck has happened to our basic skills, our, our the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic, and arithmetic. And, yeah. Well, here's the thing. The, the one thing that I saw, it was a great quote, and it was, we have, in, in, less, in less than two decades, we have gone from teaching Greek and Latin in high school to teaching remedial English in college. And by God, if that isn't true, I did have six years of Latin under my belt. Because I started in junior high and continued on in, in, in college. And people will say, well, Latin is a dead language. I heard that all the time. But here's the thing. It's the root words, not only for English, but for Italian, French, and, and a lot of other ones. And so if you have a basic grasp of Latin, learning other languages is actually extremely easy. And, and so, but, but, but the problem we've, we've had is with all the technology and stuff that comes up, all of that stuff's just passe. It's not necessary. Why are you even talking about that? I actually had an individual because I made the comment that kids these days can no longer tell time by analog clocks where the hands are. Mm -hmm. They need a digital clock. They don't know how to tell time. And she said, well, that's because everything's digital these days. And I want to say, well, isn't that sad? And of course, we've talked before about they're no longer teaching cursive. No. Or if they are teaching cursive, this this one slayed me. They're teaching cursive on an iPad. Yes, because you have to find know how to sign your signature, you know, when you buy stuff from the uh, government. The, the, the ludicrous of the public education and the fact that we're, we're, we're paying through the nose to fund this. And they're, they continue to build, to build schools. And I'm going to be having an individual come on to discuss what just went down in Valley City. I'll just give you a little highlight about this because it's very interesting. For uh, almost eight years or so, the the school district of Valley City has been overcharging the people there. They they went above the ten mills. They can't do that. They brought the state tax commissioner in, and the state tax commissioner said, "Yeah, you did wrong. You really need to refund that money." The school board's response was, "Well, the state tax commissioner was here, and he made a suggestion." And we really don't, we, we probably will refund some of it, but we don't have to refund all of it because, well, not every year did we raise it 10 mils, even though I know some years we raised it more than 10 mils, but every year we didn't raise it. Some years we didn't raise it 10 mils, so we shouldn't have to give back all that money. That's our money, people. That's your and my money. And so when I see these snarky letters coming out from our legislators saying, look at all we've done for you. We've got this this property tax for uh, this homestead property tax credit. We've got this window here where you can go out and apply to get some of your money back, to which I have to say, why do I have to apply and jump through hoops to get back my money from you? And aren't we still just paying rent? That's definitely true. I mean, it's it, and, and like I say, it's a plan. And as as far as schools, 
what the heck is happening? I mean, we're dropping down What as far as uh, worldwide. What are we, number 31 now? We used to be number one, and our, and what are we? We're number one at cost. Not, not learning. At cost, we're number one, but we're dropping like a stone. I mean, we and you look at the whole system, the whole curriculum is getting... Worse and uh, worser and worser. Well, just... <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, is the fact that it's becoming uncovered that our higher institutions that are the elites, supposedly, the Harvards, the, the Princetons, and the other ones, are basically um, anti-Semitic hotbeds and, and places where free speech is uh, only if it's the selected speech. And we've got a first black woman president of Harvard who, quite frankly, has zippity-doo-dah for academic credentials, and on the things that she has published, which she co-published with other people, she plagiarized. And she even plagiarized on her doctoral thesis. This is where we're at. And if, if a student would have tried to do that, I'm waiting for the lawsuits to start. Because now that this has opened up, can you imagine a student that got dinged or got plagiarized at Harvard? I mean, got, got thrown out of Harvard for plagiarism? And she's sitting there as the president. What would be the first thing you'd do in a lawsuit? Oh yes, definitely. I mean, it's like it's gonna. She can do it, but you can't. Right. I mean, but that's well. That's what the government's saying right now too. Even collecting our money and saying it's theirs. That that you know that you're obligated. I do believe. Yes, obligated said, was a word used. Yes, it's like you. This is your obligation to give money. And and it's. I'm getting really sick of this stuff where they're. Try to make you feel guilty because you don't aren't willing to give a bunch of money to the kids that they're screwing up and they're everything's so outrageously high too. We talk about school buildings, the cost for building schools. Uh, your school, high school. Remember uh, yes. Moorhead? Great example. Okay, so it's right. It's right across. It's right across the border from yes. North Dakota, and it's like going. How the heck are you going to sit there? and destroy a building that's only 53 years old. It was a brand new building when I started school. We were the first class in there was 1970, and they just built a brand new one, and they're demolishing the old one. I mean, how many things do we see over, especially if we went over to Europe a few times, oh, gosh, and yes. they have thousands of years old, some of these buildings, and they still are, you know, you can you can walk through them and you can just see that they they're built well. How come we nowadays are paying going to be paying twenty five to thirty million dollars for an average size high school that's only going to last maybe forty or fifty years? I mean, it's it's getting outrageous. But if we don't do it, we're not doing the right thing for our kids, is what they keep telling us. Oh, do you do you want to really? Your kids won't feel comfortable. Is that what you want? It's like. How long are we going to fall for that load of crap? Apparently, we're going to fall for it very well because $377 million in five years went missing, unaccounted for, and or was misspent uh, in Williston. And they just passed by a very few people voting, which is disappointing in me. But they just passed. They're going to be building two new schools. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's like, okay. You misspend whatever, 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 $76 million a year. I don't, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. It's been stolen. I mean, who is stealing? Who is stealing it? I mean, there's obviously, it's interesting. I'm not going to sit there and accuse anybody of, of doing it, but look at the way our governor said it. Where, rather than saying, hey, we got a problem out here, he wants to. Fire the guy or get the guy unelected who looked into it and says, hey, there's 70, $377 million gone. Oh, did Burgum say anything about, well, we got to do something about that? Nope. He says, let's get rid of Josh Gallon because he found it. Yes, we're going to talk about that some more, too, because Josh is on the hot plate. He is running for re-election. But the first thing we need to do right now is pay some bills with Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest staff dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. 
Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. And they're right across from our studio, and they're having a sale. So, you know, before we move on to to Josh Gallion, I want to point out something, because I don't want to leave education until I let everybody realize that uh, right now, 3 in 10, 18 to 29-year-olds say that bin Laden's, Osama bin Laden's views were a force for good. So what are they actually teaching these children? Seriously. Oof, I don't, I, I mean, this is, that's getting scary. I mean, and it probably comes from the colleges first and then seeps down because, you know, who are they, who, who teaches your teachers? Yeah, you're right. You're you right know. on that. I know one thing, too, and that is these, these palaces and stuff that they, that they feel that they need to build for, for children to learn and all of these new technologies and stuff that they feel have to be cutting edge for these kids if they're going to be successful in life. You know, I have to think that as a teacher, what I actually saw was the the kids that excelled were the kids that came to me from homeschool. Mm. Homeschools didn't have palaces. They were learning at the kitchen table. They didn't have the best in the electronics and stuff. Those were the kids that were the best grounded that had the best core knowledge by the time they reached me in college, that I didn't have to spend four days doing explanations of what an assignment was. And they were always the first ones to have the assignment done and being eager to look at the rest. Everybody else kind of looked at it like a burden. It, and I'm not saying that the kids that come from public schools are all this way, but what I'm saying is the number ratio is exactly what it is. Because everybody out there can go, well... I know a kid that's in public school doing marvelously. Awesome. Got a real go-getter kid. Awesome. Let's make sure that kid stays, stays in that vein of knowledge. But what I want to tell you is the majority of those kids, when they got to me, had been beaten into doing nothing more than following directions. And they wanted an astounding amount of time to do paragraph work or whatever. It was ridiculous. And... That is not the person that you want to be hiring. And by the time they get to college, that should be the goal, should it not? Exactly. As far as uh, the palaces that we're building for these people are outrageous. And I look at it, I know back when my grandma was teaching in a, teaching five grades in a wood shack school, she was getting better results than they are nowadays. I mean, that was... 90 years ago that Alice was uh, teaching. And, and that was, like you say, there's five different grades that she, or six, one, one through six she was teaching. And it's like, there, well, one, I'll sit there and say one thing. The re, one of the main reasons is there's, there was uh, discipline. And that, and that came from the teachers plus the parents. That is where we're, where we're weak right now. We're accepting what they tell us is happening, you know, and they say that, well, they're, this is, they're doing a good job teaching us, and this is happening, and how many parents actually go and check it out and see what the heck they're learning, how well, I mean, just because they get A's all the time doesn't mean that the education system's good, and that's our that's one of our things that are messing up because all these parents are saying, "Well, my kid's on a B honor roll." It's like going, "That used to be the D, C's and the D's." Well, and this is what happened with Williston because their 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 kids' records and stuff for education were down, and so Josh Gallion went in and did this audit. And Josh Gallion, by the way, is not only the one of the most hated but one of the most feared people in the North Dakota legislature. Because they know he can't be bought. When he goes in with his auditors, they don't sugarcoat it. They let the numbers speak. They don't try to hide anything. They lay it all out there and go, this is what it is. They go in and find where stuff is wrong. 
And he said he'd never seen a school district like Williston before in his life. And I am, am led to believe that it opens up my question of how many others are out there that haven't been audited because everybody thinks, one, everything's fine. My school district's in great shape. Number two, well, there's nothing I can do about it. What most people don't realize is this is the auditing system for school districts. The school hands all the bills to the school board. The school board looks at all the bills and says, gee, those look good to me, signs off on them, sends them into the state, and the state rubber stamps them and puts them in a file. Yes, and that's what they call an audit now. They call that an audit. Yes, rather than the only one. I do believe that there wasn't, I think there's only like one or two audits a year done professionally. Yes, they, and, they have they have a they have a full schedule. They yes. have a, he's, he's overloaded because there's things are not well in North Dakota. Everybody that says North Dakota is transparent has not done any digging. Has not well, done any real digging. You look at how hard it is to get trying to get Bismarck audited too, because lots of people in Bismarck want to get the, their schools audited. And I mean, there's just a backlash. They're just every, they're fighting at the school boards, of course. Uh, you hate to sit there and think that they could be uh, bad or deceptive and stuff, but it seems like who else would? Why are they trying to fight these audits? Why aren't they just saying, hey, you got to come in here? And I tell you what, I think that's an automatic thing. If you want a new high school or a new school in your district, you have to go through an audit. Every time a superintendent changes, you should have to go through an audit. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I actually, why wouldn't you do it every certain amount of time, too? I mean, like, you know, if you can't, what are you saying? I know it might be a little bit expensive, but it, I tell you what, $377 million sure would go cover lots of audits. Well, the thing is, too, is that we seem to find money for a plenty of other things, health and human services, oh, and human uh, services. illegal immigrants, all kinds of other fun stuff. But we can't find enough money to get, a, to get that auditor more people so that he can make sure that our money is going to the right place. I find, and, and face it, that's the property tax money we were talking yes, about. Yes, it is. Yep. It all ties in. It's all tied in. I mean, and this is, a, this is all woven together. And you said health and hermit services. Yes. I mean, that's that's something that's even... Okay, education, hugely bad. Health and hermit services is going to overtake them here pretty soon. It's the way another it black hole. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be... Right now, it's interesting because just two figures that uh, were projected or... Or talked about five point one million or billion dollars for the next biennium, right? Yes. They right now there is a hundred and ninety-seven employees in the state from Health and Human Services, and that's going up fast. But that makes them a little less than. Each one of them would be making a little less than thirteen million dollars a year. That's not bad money. I mean, I well, know that's you know not, that's the only not spin- where it's going, but but that's the problem. We don't know where it's exactly. going. exactly. And it is. Guess what? They're going to have one hell of a palace in Bismarck sooner, pretty darn soon, because you know they're going to start building something on that, and that's where they're going to do. As again, all our friends in the legislatures and 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 the construction and the, uh, people. The engineering people, they're looking forward to this new campaign of, and basically a new pan- campaign of crony capitalism coming. Well, the thing is, too, is we, could, we know what they're going to do because we can just see it in, in Minnesota. They've got, they're building a new Capitol building, and most of the employees are still working from home. And they have, this, this is what's loving, they've put a balcony on it, like a Vita, oh. so that they can go out and... Wave to the people, and it's going to be billions of dollars. I, you know what? I guess I haven't heard about that. Yes, that sounds like fun. Won't it be wonderful to see uh, uh, what's his name out? Uh, what is it? Bonehead's name? Oh, over the there? governor. I, I'm going Walsh, but I, I know, I know. It's kind of funny, but couldn't wouldn't you want to Waltz. see that? But yes, Waltz. He going out there on his balcony, and he's he's waving to us and. And dictating what we're gonna, what's going to happen to us, it's like going, wow, this is that's that's scary. Well, but that's the way they look at us. Yes, 
They look down. Every time that I have a, have a contact with these people, they, 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 they're so condescending. And it makes me, quite frankly, angry because it's hysterical. They, they, they always say, well, if you understood. If you just understood. Dude, I get it. That's the problem. I get it. You're not fooling me. That's where you have the problem. Yes. And I just, I just sit there and look at, at the variety of things like the green movement and, and the ESG ratings and stuff that are going to provide measurement for how good we're doing. Environmental, societal, and governance is what an ESG rating is. And it's taken over not just in corporate. It's already in your schools. Yes, indeed. And, and your ESG rating is, is directly related to how much money you're going to get from the feds and how, how you much. It's, it's similar to a social credit score that's coming for the people. And it's so funny how much money you're going to get from the feds. Who the hell's money are you getting from the feds? You're getting your own money. And that's one of the most frustrating things I think there is in, in uh, people and, and how they think in our state and our, in our country. Everybody thinks that, oh, we're getting federal grants for things and stuff like that. People, get your heads out of your butt. That is your money. And no, no, no. It's not coming from the taxpayers of California and stuff. They actually get they actually get more money per capita than North Dakota gets. And just to show how stupid we are when you think about that, what are we? We're number forty six in rankings of 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 money per capita. We get hardly nothing. So we are paying for lots of those little grants and projects in California and New York. And they're paying less than than we're getting in North Dakota. Well, and it's going to be bleeding us dry because since Halloween, illegal immigration that has been monitored, in other words, the ones we've checked off on the forms and allowed over, not the ones that have just snuck in, is comparable to the entire population of Wyoming. Mm -hmm. It's over 700 and some thousand people have invaded our country since Halloween. Now, those people are not working. They're not generating income. They are, in fact, sucking income out of the people that are citizens here. And when they come over, they're given a court date and a promise to appear this five years from now. 2029, some of them got them at. So that means for five years, we're going to be having them on our rolls. They're going to be getting... Food stamps, they're going to be getting housing vouchers, they're going to be getting all of these things. And this meant nothing to anybody outside of the southern states where the border is Texas, Arizona, Nevada and stuff until they started shipping people to New York City, to Martha's Vineyard, and other places. And now, Such as Fargo, chi- North Dakota. Chicago. Yes, Chicago and places. And now, my God, it's amazing how much of a crisis it is and how those those mayors and those governors are incensed that someone isn't doing something. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And, of course, we do, like I said, Fargo, North Dakota, uh, Doug, Dougie, my favorite governor of all times, <laughs> he just said that reluctantly, how many did he say, 6,000? 6, 6,000. He new, says we have 6,000. And, and new Americans, they don't, well, some of them do. I don't say they're all because that would be not right. But mo- lots of them do not give a damn about this country. Well, the thing is, is the, the other big lie is that they're all families. Yes. That they're all families with children looking for a better life. The vast majority of the people coming across the border are fighting age young men that have no family attachments. Yep. And I... Do you think there's a plan They're here? They're coming from Africa. They're coming from China. China. These are not people coming from Venezuela. They're coming from there, too. But they're coming through from Iran. They just deported a guy back up to Canada that tried to pass uh, through the uh, Canadian border. And he was wanted for assault and some other things. And he's on the terrorist list. And he just crossed uh, twice in the, in the Canadian border up by uh, Ontario. And they caught him on the second time. And now he's in custody in Canada. But how many have we missed? Exactly. I have to do a really quick profit margin break for, oh, for heaven's cakes, because I wanted you all to know that there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where, oh, for heaven's cakes comes in. 
you'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. Walk in and find out more. But I'm warning you, not only you won't want to leave, but you're not going to leave empty-handed. I guarantee it. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes, located in the north back side of the Grand City Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Saturdays from 9 a.m. to noon. Give them a call at 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or email them, ohforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. And you can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins at Oh for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Get there and find yourself a treat. You know, I'm going to ask you a question because it's the year-end wrap-up and stuff. What do you believe Uh is the number one? I know he doesn't know this is coming, so he's looking at me like, what are you doing to me? What do you believe is the number one hotbed issue that is um, going to trail over from 23 to 24? In other words, you think is the most important thing we're going to be facing here at the end of 23 to 24? I'll tell you mine after you tell me yours. Wow. I'm thinking... Well, we got a whole bunch. Yeah, we've I mean, covered several of them already. Yes, yes, yes. And and one of them is the elections coming up. And is it going to be fair and not a chance in hell? Uh, it's going to be it's going to be crooked, just like uh, the last three have been. I mean, at that level is my prediction. Uh, is that the worst problem? Uh, spending money, government giving away money is uh, obviously the deficit is prop might be the number one problem. Right now, I you See, you, you, you I did this to you. I'm I so know, sorry. No, 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 no. I gotta sit there and I'm gonna turn it back to you, <laughs> and I will have a good answer after you tell me what your number one thing is. Okay, my number one thing is is that people have got to realize that the R and the D mean nothing. People have got to realize that in many cases we have one party. Paul, could you bring up that video for me? And and I will show everybody exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, hang on. Yes, we can. It's okay. It's it's an off day, folks. And I do have my thinking. Here we go. Here we go. I think so. I got a plan, by the way. I know what, I know what the number one problem for me is going to be. I am not endorsing the gentleman that is going to be in this video, but what I am saying is listen to what he has to say because he's in the middle of the maelstrom of what's occurring. And we're going to see if we can get this to go because it's terribly important. Here we go. Do you have it on mute? Into trap. They're not going to let Trump get anywhere near the White House. They're not going to let him. What about so the goal is, you know, have him be the nominee, and by hell or high water, one way or another, they're not going to have him. They're not going to let him. What about the other two? Though? It's not them. Who is it? It's within our own party. Okay. Okay. It's within our own party. Yes, it is. Okay. Hey, look at the people who voted to keep Trump off the ballot. <laughs> who are they putting up? Who losses to keep him off the ballot? Larry Fink to Reed Hoffman. Who are they propping up? So it's a game. And I'm not gonna. I'm in this to make sure that that doesn't happen. But they want it to be two horse race, eliminate him, put up actually the Trojan horse within the Republican Party that keeps the war machine humming and keeps the restrictions on speech and the censorship agenda. Get it done. Who needs Democrats when you get it done through the Republican Party? Okay. So you do the math. Okay. You do the math on that. That's what's coming. It's, it's, it takes a dark turn. See, but I, I, think I gotta I know tell you. I gotta tell you. That's exactly. What what I have been trying to tell a lot of people, and um, not just myself, others, we are battling because we have no one or very few on our side, especially in North Dakota. If you're simply voting because there's an R after their name, you are doing yourself, you're doing your children, and you are doing your state and your country an amazing disservice. And I'm not just talking about your district legislators and stuff. I'm talking even about the people that we're sending to the federal level on things. Take a look at what they're doing, people. Not just what they say. You can have coffee with Kramer. He comes on the radio. You can listen to Hoven. He comes on the radio. And they tell you all the good things you want to hear. Armstrong, everybody. During election time, all your district reps are going to tell you everything you want to hear. But if you're not paying attention to what they're doing when they're voting and in session, that's where the rubber meets the road.
And let me tell you, there's a lot of these people that are not voting probably the way that you expect them to vote, but you're busy. You've got other things going on. And you've been told since you were small that the Republicans are conservative, they're fiscally secure, they're not big spenders, they'll take care <laughs> of you, that the Democrats are the, are the danger. The Democrats, and by the way, Democrats, you've been being told the same thing. You've been t- being told that the Democrat Party is the only party that will take care of you, that this is the way that the Republicans are evil. This isn't a Democrat or a Republican issue anymore. This is a good and evil issue. This is protecting our republic, not our democracy. This is protecting our republic. If you don't know the difference, go out and look it up, because it's a huge difference between a democracy and a republic. And there's a reason why all the mainstream media keeps saying, protect our democracy. We need to protect our republic, people, because that's how this country has managed to last as long as it has, and that's why they have to destroy it. Democracy term never seen in the bill of rights or the constitution we are not a democracy and i'm getting i'm not getting sick because i watch i watch uh cnn and i watch uh ms and you and watch stuff. the one that makes my head explode yeah, the young turks, the young turks. Makes my head explode. and all they do along with joe biden is talk about saying we're in the our democracy is in peril it's like we don't have a democracy you morons and by the way if you don't know who you're voting for. I say it a thousand times, and I'm going to say it over. Don't vote. What Do you want to know what the number one problem I'm going to see, and it's getting worse every year? Yes. Something called crony capitalism. Oh, God, yes. I think and that is what's crushing us right now. Give, give people a definition because not everybody knows what it is. Because our young children today come out and are constantly saying how, oh, capitalism is evil, this and that, and that's horrible. They don't understand capitalism as it is supposed to function does well because they're, the, it's not government that's providing the incentives right. for people to do things. People are doing things because there's a demand for it or a perceived future demand for it. So they go out and start the business build the house, do whatever. Crony capitalism is where government holds the reins. Yes, correct. They do. Yes, and that's what, it, and crony obviously fake, and capitalism, and that's why it sits there, and that's why some people have a problem with capitalism. Capitalism does a good job if it's people working with people and throughout, but when you throw in the government and they're getting their uh, special people, uh Extra money and the jobs that they want, that's where it's getting becoming crony capitalism. And there's so many people in our state that are guaranteed to get the, the bids that they want. And, and the a jobs lot of them are want. in our legislature. And that's why they've got so many LLCs, because you got to make sure that you spread that money out all over the place so that it doesn't all come back to you on paper. So yes. that it's so obvious. Yep, and it is. It's tough to find these people, and you sit there and say, "Oh, okay, this company only made this much. Or this person, so that, that hence this person only made so much." But that's only one of the properties he has, or LLCs, and that is the big one right now. Is is that? I mean, get to sit there, and that's how you. Well, would you say if you're legit defraud the tax man? There should be a a, a measure. That should be passed that said that while you're in the legislature, in no way or form can you benefit. Now, okay, here's, here's, here's going to be the deal. Of course, there's going to be a million ways around that. You can turn all your holdings over to your children, your yeah. wife, yada, yada. I get that. I understand that. But, but we, need, we need to start doing something. We need to start letting them know that this is no longer acceptable, that you can literally become a... A someone who, in my mind, is is an abuser of the system, and be in government. Yeah, I mean, I gotta agree. What I see, I I can't put a way of how to exactly do it. Well, I even mean, Nancy Pelosi, you know, insider trading. You know, the people that, that, that dumped all their stocks before they knew that there was going to be a, a downturn. And then, I mean, this, is, this should not be happening. And especially, why is it illegal if I do it, but it's not illegal if they do it? Why can't our legislators be picked up for drunk driving or whatever if, if it's legislation is in session? Legislatures, I mean, not this, we are creating our own elites. 
Yes, we are. And I, I'm still going to go on how the heck we do it. It's, and the only real answer is you alluded to earlier, smart people doing the election, the electors. You know, you've got to sit there and you've got to realize, hey, this guy is not doing what he said he did, is doing. As a matter of fact, he's making a fortune. He's making more money than he ever has before. And this is, happens a lot. And, oh, okay, oh, look it. He didn't make much money. His son made a fortune. And that's Hunter where Biden, we're at. anybody? Yes. And that's what we really have to, and that's going to be a hard one. That's where we're going to be having a hell of a time right now. It takes, it's going to take, well, it's going to take people smart, caring. It, very smart people, and, and they have to be informed. You have to be informed. Otherwise, we're going to go down. Okay. But, but here's my other problem uh, that I see that's, that's coming forth, and that's really going to be bad in 2024, I believe. Mm. And that's apathy. Of people voting, in, unless, of course, that we have mail-in voting again, where we had a huge increase. Georgia, in the last presidential election, had 2.some million people vote. 2.4 million, yep. Something like that, okay. And in the previous election, it was 200,000 and something. Yep, over 10 times. Over, over, over 10, 10 times, people suddenly went out and voted in the Trump election, Trump election too. And I'm going... Uh, you know, and that, of course, there's all the mail-in voting and stuff like that. I, I have to say, if you can look at the math and run those numbers and not go, well, something's wrong here. Not just say, oh, it's COVID, so everybody was really, really bored, so everybody decided that they were going to make sure that they went out and voted. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> really, seriously? But, but they're predicting, they're predicting another um, black swan event. And... If you're wondering what a black swan is, uh, these are events that is a, it's an outlier. It, it lies outside the realm of regular expectations because nothing in the past can convincingly point to its possibility. Second, it carries an extreme impact. And third, in spite of its outlier status, human nature makes us concoct explanations for its occurrence after the fact, making it explainable and predictable. So I think that's going to happen. I think it's going to happen uh, in terms of the election. And that's why I am extremely worried about, number one, voter apathy. Number two, the people that just vote for the R or the D without any knowledge of what they're doing. Or the other thing, the people that say, this is just all so ugly. I don't do politics because it makes me upset. What's, isn't that your favorite too, honey? I sit there and yes, yes, yes. and I and what do I always say? I when I ran for governor last time, I said, my number one thing: if you don't know what the hell you're doing, don't vote. For the love of God, don't vote. And I'll say it every time. Uh, so how do we change it? But see, that's the thing: how do we change it? How do we change it? Well, the only possible answer, and this is a bitch of an answer too, is getting the word out. But people aren't willing to listen, and they don't. It's like that is, oh, impossible question to ask right now. Answer right now. I mean, it's just like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about crony capitalism? What are you going to do about about voter lack of intelligence well, or the, knowledge? I should say. The thing is, too, is that people are global, and and so there's a lot of people out there that are predicting we're going to have another pandemic but the lady and what they, what they try to do is they try to get us used to things mm-hmm. so that when they happen they're not a surprise to us and the lady that was talking about the the black swan event on CBS news panel sunday said that uh, their her dark prediction is that we're facing wars in Israel and Ukraine we're divided in this country in ways we haven't seen before and i think that just creates fertile ground for our adver- adversaries like north korea China, and Iran. So, ladies and gentlemen, my prediction for 2024 isn't going to be a pandemic. It's going to be we are going to continue to feed the war machine. We are going to actually upscale the war machine. We are going to see intimidation and coercion campaigns on U.S. soil. soil. We're going to be told that we're having aerial threats. There's going to be bombastic threats and political visits. There's going to be all kinds of claims about espionage and everything else. It's all from internal, all from the fact that our borders are still going to be wide open, and we're going to continue to let the people in that are going to be doing a lot of these things. Is that a prediction I hope is wrong? Oh, hell yes. Yes. 
Well, and, and people like me and you might be in trouble because guess what? We're going to be called insurrectionist if we don't watch it. I mean, sit there and what what the heck is Donald Trump being charged with now that yep. isn't bullshit? We're going to get back uh, we're going to get back to the terrorists and insurrectionists uh, that are now US citizens, but first, I want to talk to everybody about Redemption Shield, which was the show we had on where the lady talked about the EMFs and the ways that you can block them and the ways that you can ground yourself and save yourself. And you can do this and you can get money off, you can get a coupon. And it's on the bottom of the Grand Forks Best source homepage. It'll take you directly to the Redemption Shield website. And once you get to the website, use GFBS as the code and the code will take you to where the picture is and stuff. And the code's going to give you this huge, massive discount. Paul, tell them what they can find out there. And cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code GFBS and save 10%. RedemptionShield.com. Have you noticed? Okay, and I am I'm a firm believer in this. And actually, we are finding that uh, there's quite a bunch of this that's going on and that these uh, these fields and stuff are affecting humans as well as plants. Plants aren't growing as well. Cattle, there's been a huge increase in childhood leukemia. And it's it's not just with the wireless, it's with power lines and everything else. And these are electric and magnetic fields. And if you go to one of our past shows, you're going to find Redemption Shield out there. And this is serious stuff due to high voltage, and it exists wherever an electrical charge is present. And, of course, with our technology today, an electrical charge is present everywhere you go. So go out and check out that previous podcast and then check into Redemption Shield and make sure that you use the premium code GFBS and save yourself some money. You're right, honey. I got to tell you, I'm sick and tired of being, I'm a little 68-year-old lady. I'm not even five foot four anymore because I've shrunk due to gravity. <laughs> and I'm called a terrorist and an insurrectionist because I happen to speak up. Yes, indeed. And that's what's going to happen to us. And that's how we're going to be divided. And, and right now, of course, we're just evil, evil, white, religious uh, fanatics, fanatics, whatever you want to say. We're just, and, and of course, uh, everybody goes with uh, mega. You know, yeah, MAGA. the MAGA and, people are the and worst. That's, and that's that's one of the terms I really hate. In it, if we've got to stop saying MAGA, it's make America great again. We got to sit there and spend the time on saying the whole thing. Don't be ever let anybody label you as MAGA. Don't, don't let anybody label again. you at all. Well, I'd sit there and say I could be, I could, I could go with living. Hell, you want one of the persons to make America great again? Wouldn't you want to be one of them? them? But, that, but, but you know, the problem is, is that labels are the easy way. This is the way the Nazis. This is the way Chairman Mao. This is the way Stalin and everybody else did it. You demonize a specific portion of the population and make them non-human. So that they're also the cause of all of the problems of a society. So if you only eliminate all of these people, then the problems with society will be done with and society will continue on and be perfect. It's very similar to what's happening with our trans kids where these kids are messed up. And junior high is not a time I would go through again for any amount of money. High school, college, even after, I mean, you're messed up. Your hormones are raging and you, you don't know diddly. You think you know everything. And you're messed up. And you go in and you have somebody tell you that the only thing that's wrong with you is that you're a person trapped in the wrong gender. And that this will solve all your problems. And there are people starting to come out of the, the, the woodwork now that are admitting they're just as unhappy as they were before. They're just oh. as crazy as they were before, but now they have an additional problem. Now they've been hormoned. They've been, stuff has been cut off that they would really like to have back and it's not possible. And now they're, they're miserable. Now they're miserable. And so what can we do to, 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 to understand that labeling people 
is never good. Not all white folks are bad. Not all black folks are bad. None of this is constructive for anyone, nor was it the way the country was put together. No, it wasn't. And as far as the trans, obviously more people are suicidal after the surgeries and the drugs than they are before. I mean, well, I mean, I don't tell many people this, and I don't know why I'm going to, but... Okay, I'm scared now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do I, I need to go too much sharing? Too honey? much, too, too much. much could be. <laughs> I actually played with uh, dolls with my sister for a couple about when I was ten or eleven years old. I'm going to put that down I to mean, you being a good big brother, but I I would like to sit. Yes, that <laughs> that was it. But I but it's like going. You know, if a teacher would have heard about that nowadays, she would have gone. Well, you got to get on some. You know, you got to change your sex. You got to cut that thing off, and I'm, and 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 you'll be much better off. I'm going to support you because, yeah. <laughs> because because here's the deal. The reason I'm going to support you in this is because I have always been a tomboy. I have always been the one that was out playing football with the boys while while the other girls were playing with dolls. I was always the one that was um, running around playing army and all this stuff. I still am. I I I, I don't like romantic comedies. I like action flicks. I am just so I'm. That's me. And if I would have been a child at this stage of the game, I shudder to think what would have occurred to me. Well, we were destined to meet each other. (laughs) I would have been I would have been Bruce Ed and you would have been you would have still been Kent. (laughs) This is joking, obviously. But yeah, that's that's my prediction, right? Because well, we were destined to meet each other. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. God, God had a hand. God had a hand in that one. But but I'm just. I know it's it's it outrageous, and and we we sit there, and it's amazing how big this thing is when it really isn't nothing. I mean, I mean, it is important to the people that are having a few mental problems with this. Yes, but it's the center of the universe. Why are we sitting there and all? I mean, okay. The uh, uh, who is it? The not the ACLU. Mm-hmm. You know they are supporting people right now, and I just heard their ads. They want uh, ten dollars a month or with something to support them, and all they care about is they said they're black. They want Native Americans. They want everything, trans, gay, everybody but white people. It's like going. Wow, why are we dividing ourselves like this? That's my That's point. Scary. Yes, That's it is. That's my point. Is, it is. is, it's, we need how to... is how is it? And it's like, why are we letting it happen? Because we don't give a damn about what your color is, what your religion, or anything like that. I don't, and we, I don't care about no. your income or anything. In fact, I'm going to bring this kind of around to where we started, because we started on property tax, and uh. I've, I've been obviously very vocal. And there was a, a gentleman on, on one of the chat rooms that I was in that I was talking on one of the pages, and he said, well... If you can't pay your property taxes, you don't deserve to live in a house. You should learn to live within your means. And I said, dude, you don't understand. These are people that are, are elderly, are disabled or whatever, that are being priced out of their homes by the government. It has nothing to do with them not wanting to live within their means, not living within their means. They're being forced out of their means by the government. And in fact, he he says, well, then it it doesn't happen very often. There have been 53 foreclosures so far this year just in Cass County. That's down in Fargo, that Fargo area. 53 forced foreclosures due to property taxes just in that county last year. Now imagine this across the state of North Dakota due to non-payment of property taxes. I happen to have an individual who's attempting to help a middle-aged deaf lady. Her, her mom died, and she hadn't paid the property taxes, and she was trying to clean up. They wanted to evict her from her home right after her mom died for non-payment of property taxes. This is a young girl that's stone deaf, has been on disability, and lived on her mom's Social Security all her life. And they were going to evict her because she hadn't paid her property taxes. Well, they got the property tax thing scheduled now. Now, this young lady... Uh, makes less than $7,000 a year. 
and she is currently walking around her house in about four layers of clothes with the heat turned off or almost off to stop the pipes from freezing. She has enough food in the refrigerator to keep a mouse alive. And she's worried about paying her property taxes. Now, I know my wonderful legislators are going to go, well, she should be applying for the homestead credit because she's disabled and she would most certainly qualify. Why are we putting up classes of people like this? There's plenty of young people with children that are struggling right now to pay their property taxes. We're putting all of the incentives out in these rural communities because we want young families to move to our rural communities to bolster them up, to provide us with with people to live and to keep our towns alive. But we aren't willing to lower our property taxes to make that a good incentive so that they feel like they would be able to pay a house off and be able to live there rather than just finishing paying the mortgage off to own a home to rent it from the county. This is insanity. And kind of something kind of interesting. I was just doing the math here. And we raised our taxes threefold in the last three years, Correct. right? Correct. You realize in 12 years, our taxes are going to be over 100, our, our property taxes are going to, at this rate would be over $150,000 a year. There are people That's, right now that are spending that, that are paying over five grand. I have a friend in Bismarck whose property taxes are over five grand, and he does not live in a palace. Yeah, and like I say, how are we going to pay? Right now, we can pay uh, twenty five hundred with no problem. Won't be a problem. Is it good? And uh, as we get older, when we're we're ten years older, we're going to have to pay a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year in taxes. That's that's what's. The plan is. It isn't just. It, this no. is an accident. No, though. this and isn't. It's, it, it's it's to get the. It, like I say, it's to move us out of our houses. It's to make sure that you own nothing and you will be happy. You will be it's happy. It's to get us in those gigantic, what I call the projects, those gigantic apartment buildings complexes that are, that they're building all over the place. I call them the projects, like Chicago, because that's mm-hmm. exactly what they're going to turn into. Because you're going to be forced to live there, you're going to be on a set income, you're going to be doing social credits, and that's exactly where everybody's going to be because you're easy to control there. Because that's what they did in Germany. They put everybody into the ghettos, and they shut the doors on them, and they were easy to control there. And same thing in China and Russia. It's, yep. It's, in it's Shanghai, happening. you can go out and you can research this, Google this. In Shanghai during the, the pandemic, they welded people into their apartments <laughs> so that they wouldn't leave the apartment and, and, and uh, uh, you know, supposedly uh, make everybody else sick. Now, here's the thing with that. China doesn't have large places, first of all. You've got one rooms and two rooms. And they also don't have huge refrigerators and stuff like we have here. You buy your meals on a daily basis. You buy everything yes. fresh. If you're welded in your apartment, you don't have several months of food to rely on. And if you go to Shanghai and you listen, they had the, the city, and they had a, somebody standing out there with a the microphone, and you could hear the people wailing off their balconies, wailing because they had no food. They were locked in their apartments. And if they could get out, they were shot. Yes. And that's, like I say, that could be coming to a place near you. we got to get our heads out of our butts. We need to understand that this is not conspiracy theory. I love it when people say I'm a conspiracy theorist and I go, all right, so go back through all of my programs and stuff and tell me where I was wrong. Tell me where I was wrong. Tell me where I was wrong about the pandemic. Tell me where I was wrong about, about this. Tell me where I, I, I'm, I'm open to that. In fact, I, I'm going to issue a challenge for 2024. I would like somebody <laughs> to go back through my podcasts and tell me where I was wrong, and I would like you to document it. You can put the time, date, stamp on the thing, and you can come on in, and I'll give you an hour to berate me. I will do it. Let's talk. Let's I am it. more than happy to do that. Let's talk. Contact me at Grand Forks Best Source. You can call 701-213-0863. You can email me. You can find a way to reach me. I am out here, and I am ready. Baby, we got to go back out in that rainy, drizzly, snowy stuff and try to get back to Hillsborough. Do you want anything else for the end of the program here before we sign off and tell everybody Happy, happy New Year? Happy New Year. <laughs> hey, there's only one thing. My, I want to make sure everybody knows, you know, crony capitalism, how much I hate it. And the number one crony capitalism project going in our state right now is the CO2 pipeline. Absolutely. That is going to be sit there. That's your pure example of crony capitalism. Eminent domain. Yes. And believe me, 
it's getting paid for by Washington. Oh, that's free money, you dumb asses. <laughs> On that happy note, we're going to end happy for 2023. New happy New Year, everybody. God bless you all. Come back and see us again on Common Sense Uncensored, where we tell the truth from Grand Fork's best source. Mm-hmm.